This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Rajim. Waqala lilladhi dhanna annahu najim minhu madhkurni inda rabbika faansahu shaytanu dhikra rabbih falabitha fi sijni bidha sinin. رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي فالحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين وانسجن ابيون السلام عليكم ورحمه الله تعالى وبركاته so today i have a tall order in front of me seems like a pretty straightforward ayah but um, this was one of the places in surah yusuf that required quite a bit of discussion as far as i'm concerned uh, for my own understanding and i think i'm at a place where i'm content where uh, Allahu alam but I, I find myself more inclined towards a conclusion uh, about this ayah that I will share with you towards the end of my lecture. But my intention today is to kind of walk you through the process and the conclusions and the thoughts of our previous generations of scholarship about this ayah and about that portion that's been so perplexing uh, so that you guys take that journey along with me, at least a summary of that journey that's been going on with me for a few days, myself and Sheikh Suhaib and others. So. Let's start off with where we are, so everybody's in the same place, you guys are calibrated, we're in the story of Yusuf salam. This is ayah number 42, and now Allah is mentioning, uh, you know, He said to the one he was convinced is going to be released, meaning the guy that's going to be the cupbearer, the one who's going to be pouring wine, the dream that was interpreted, so he knows this one's getting out of prison and getting out of prison soon. That's implied in the language. Okay, what does he say to him? Make mention of me in the company of your master. So, or mention me in the company of your master. Okay, so the master being the king. It's become clear from the context of the story that the word Rabb, the master, is being used for several, you know, in several ways. But one of them is also the king because he ends up being the cupbearer for the king as the story progresses and becomes clear. So now when he says this to him, the next phrase in the Qur'an is where the debate happens, right? There's two ways of interpreting it. So let's look at that. Uh, the, the idea is, فَأَنْسَاهُ الشَّيْطَانُ ذِكْرَ رَبِّهِ I'll translate literally first. The devil made him forget. I won't even finish the translation. The devil made him forget. Now the, the rest of the translation, there's two ways of translating it. Okay, so the devil made him forget to mention to his master. That's one translation. The devil made him forget to mention to his master. If we go with that translation and that interpretation, that means the cupbearer, the devil made him forget that when he got out and he got his job back with the king, he forgot to mention Yusuf to his master. Right. So that would be the translation A. What's translation B? فَأَنْسَاهُ الشَّيْطَانُ ذِكْرَ رَبِّهِ the devil made him forget to remember his master or mention his master. Not mention to his master, but mention his master or the mention of his master. The devil made him forget the mention or the remembrance of his master. If we go with this interpretation, many scholars classically have actually said that this applies not to the cupbearer who forgot to tell his new employer or his old employer back again that there's a guy named Yusuf in prison I met, etc., etc., but instead, it's saying Allah, or the, or the devil made Yusuf salam forget to mention Allah when he told the cupbearer, when you go out there, remember me or mention my name. But he didn't mention something about Allah when he said that to him. Okay? Now, these are the two ways of interpreting it. The second way, which is, this is attributed to Yusuf salam, is actually quite popular. 
And it's also sub- further uh, you know, substantiated by a hadith in which the Prophet ﷺ says something along the lines of had he not said such a thing or had he mentioned Allah, he would not have remained in the prison for several years. So I want to start with commentary on that hadith because the first thing I do when it comes to a hadith issue is I go to someone I trust in their knowledge and, and scrutiny and research on hadith matters. So I made a call to Dr. Akram Nadwi about this hadith and he promised me that he's going to write about it but his immediate response was that it's actually a hadith mursal and it cannot be relied on and certainly something so sensitive as the dignity of a prophet cannot be taken of a hadith of that caliber. So that was his initial response but he's going to write something in detail and inshallah when he does I'll put it on my Facebook page also for those of you that are interested. Now the, as for the rest of it, there, these are the two positions. Is, did the devil make Yusuf salam forget to mention Allah when he was telling the guy, get, when, when you get out of prison, mention me? He should have added something about Allah. Or was it the cupbearer who once he got out, the devil made him forget to mention to his master that it's, you know, uh, that it's actually Yusuf salam in prison? From a linguistic point of view, this is interesting. There, there are two points of view. From a faith point of view, it's much easier to go with the interpretation that it's the cupbearer. Because why would we say the devil made a prophet forget? That's a harder thing for us to accept, right? So the easy way to go is the cupbearer forgot, the devil made him forget, etc. From a language point of view, from a language point of view, you have to do a little bit of what you can call gymnastics. Okay? If you go with the safer opinion. Because when you say dhikra rabbihi in Arabic, that's the Arabic portion, Literally, dhikra rabbihi means mention of his master. Not mention to his master, but mention of his master. Which means, the cupbearer did not forget to the mention of his master. The cupbearer forgot to mention to his master, right? So, from a grammatical point of view, the more obvious translation is actually the one that puts this on Yusuf salam. If you're, you know, and the Qur'an is very clear in its language. Right, So if you're going to go with the most obvious, what the language says is what it means, then you have to put this on Yusuf more. But if you go from a, from a theological point of view, I want the safer interpretation, then you would say that you have to go with the interpretation mentioned to his master. By the way, even this, the idea mentioned to his master, what would that imply is a concept called hadith. Hadith means that you, say, you, you speak in concise language and you don't, say every, you don't spell every single word out but it's understood, right? So, for example, when you say, for example, great. When you say great, you don't just mean great, you say, this is great, or that was great, or this is excellent news, this is great news. But you don't say all of that, you just say one word, which is what? Great, and it kind of covers the whole idea. That's hadf in English. The same thing happens in Arabic. You can have hadf in Arabic. And the scholars argue that here, because for grammar students, dhikr is a mustard, it's an infinitive, and it's mudaf ilayh is after it. You can have hadaf here. So dhikrahu li rabbihi can be understood ijazan as dhikra rabbihi. Meaning you can translate this as mentioning to his master. But in order to do that, you have to assume that there's something implied but not stated. You with me? So basically, let's put this for those of you that aren't Arabic students. Basically, if we go with the language as is, it sounds more like Yusuf. And if we go with interpreting what may be behind the language, so a little bit of kind of deeper thinking, then you go with, it's the cupbearer, right? Now the thing is, uh, uh, Allah makes the case for the Qur'an being explicitly clear. 
right? And if the Qur'an is explicitly clear and Allah speaks in clear Arabic speech, then it's hard for me to ignore the clearer meaning from the language point of view, which points at Yusuf a.s., right? My problem is, the moment I read the ayah and it was pointing at Yusuf a.s., I developed a problem. Because, <laughs> um, you know, I, it wasn't sitting with me that Yusuf a.s., this would be attributed to him, right? That the shaitan made him forget at that time. And even the mention of shaitan along with Yusuf a.s. But then, there's so much of our tradition that has actually backed that opinion. So I'm going to start with a little bit of intellectual honesty. My conclusion and Sheikh Sahib's conclusion at the end of it all, where we are, our hearts are settled, is not conclusion A and it's not conclusion B, it's actually a C. So that's where we arrived at today, at a C. I'll leave that C at the end for you. But what I want to do as part of intellectual honesty is I want to talk to you about A, as present, even though I'm not convinced of A, I'll present it as if I am convinced of it. What's the best way of looking at interpretation A that in fact Yusuf forgot to mention his master? Yeah? And, and how would we understand it? And then I'll look at B and how that's been understood. And in fact, I'll, instead of just telling it to you, I'll read something to you. And I'll tell you there's some special reading I have for you. Some little bit in Arabic, a little bit in Urdu. And then I'll get to C, inshallah, which is my, our own conclusion about what we feel may be the closest to the right uh, understanding of the Sayyid. So let's start with A. What's A? Yusuf salam is the one who forgot. Yeah? Now the issue with that is, first thing, that because Yusuf salam forgot, it says, فَلَبِثَ فِي السِّجْنِ بِدْعَسِنِينَ Therefore he remained in prison. You can translate the fa as sababiyah. Therefore he remained in the jail for a number of years. So now that sounds like, first shaitan made him forget to mention, and because shaitan made him forget to mention, the consequence of that was that Allah decreed that he should remain in jail for several more years. And the hadith mursal, which we're saying is not super authentic, still exists. And it seems to be reinforcing this idea that because he didn't mention Allah, that's why he remained in jail for some more years. Let's first defend this view. Even though I'm telling you further down the road, I don't subscribe to this view entirely. It doesn't sit well with me. But I will first defend this view. As has been defended classically, I'll, add, I'll even add new defenses that weren't mentioned classically that Sheikh Suhaib and I discussed. New, new ways of defending this position. Okay, so first and foremost, the way to defend this view is that Yusuf salam is a prophet and prophets have higher standards. Their standards for anything are much higher than you and I, have always been the case. Our Prophet وسلم, frowned at someone who was blind didn't scoff, didn't make a noise, he bulged his forehead at somebody who was blind. There's no way a blind person can get offended if your eyes bulge. So there's no way the Prophet ﷺ hurt his feelings. That's, that's not possible. He, however, Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum, interrupted the Prophet ﷺ mid-conversation. He's blind, but he's not deaf. So he was the one being rude. But Allah came and essentially corrected the Prophet ﷺ in very harsh language. In Surah Abasa, and started the Surah with Abasa wa Tawalla. He frowned, turned his face, and Ja'ahul A'ma, because the blind one came to him. So, you know, if somebody was interrupting you in conversation, you and I, and we got a little frustrated, or even if he said, excuse me, I'm in a conversation, none of that is out of line, none of that is against Islam. None of that, but the prophets have a much higher standard. So the first way to defend this view is Allah holds prophets to a much, much, much higher standard than anyone else. The second thing is, Yusuf salam is an ambassador of Islam to all of Egypt. Nobody mentions Allah except him. 
Remember, his family who's Muslim are in Canaan. They're in Canaan. They're not, they're not here. They're not in Egypt. He's the only representative of Allah and the legacy of the prophets. Only one that's here in, in this land. So every word he says is as if Allah Azza wa Jal considers him an ambassador of Islam in this land. Now, mentioning Allah, he, first of all, he spoke about Allah in this prison and he you know, made da'wah and all of that, right? But the thing is, when you go in higher circles, when you go in high, or when you're going to get somebody to do something for you, right? We can understand this in contemporary times. When you want something done from a non-Muslim society, at that time you don't want to bring up Allah. If you want a non-Muslim to do something for you, you don't want to bring up Allah at that time. They're like, why are you getting all preachy with me, man? I just, okay, fine, I'll mention you. But, you know, by the way, you mentioned me, but only Allah controls everything. I'm not going to, I could say that to a Muslim, it's in Allah's hands, but you should mention. But if I say it to a non-Muslim, it might actually backfire. So somewhere in my mind, I might think that maybe I shouldn't be talking about Allah when I'm at the governor's mansion. Maybe I shouldn't be talking about Allah when I'm at the dean's office or I'm at a job interview. Or, you know, like there are places where I should, can talk about Allah or bring him up even. Just as comfortably when I'm talking to a Muslim, we say, Alhamdulillah, life is good. Right? But, um, you know, you have a job interview and the guy walks in and interviews and says, how are you? Uh, I'm good, thanks. But you don't say what? You don't say Alhamdulillah because you're aware that they're a non-Muslim society. They might think that's weird. Well, for you and I, maybe we maneuver that a little bit here and there, yeah? We say, well, they wouldn't get it. And maybe we're not held sinful or, or accountable for that. But the only representative of Allah in the land is held to a much higher standard, yeah? The other thing is that he told, he gave them da'wah to Allah and talked about how there are multiple masters, how can multiple masters be better than Allah, the one? Here's, and now all of a sudden he said, mention me to your master. So the reading is, he said to him, mention him to your master, and ironically the devil made him forget mentioning his own master. So he's telling the, the servant, go mention me to your master, and he forgot that he also has a master that he should be talking about. And I will, you take my case to your master, while I take my case to my master. Right? We'll go both ways. We'll do, he, but he didn't say that. Right? So that's, again, a way of looking at it that may be, I don't want to say incriminating, but points at he was neglectful ma'adullah of, you know, mentioning Allah at this very particular moment. But the strongest defense for this argument, honestly, is something coming from the surah itself. If you were to subscribe to this argument. The thing is that if you are going to use whatever resources at your disposal to help your situation, yeah? then that's not against trusting in Allah. And if, for example, you had a flat tire and you said, hey, could you help me? But I know that if you don't help me, it is Allah Azza wa in the end that... You know, you're calling the tire service, it's an act of leaning on the tire service, but it's not a denial of tawakkul in Allah. It's not. But for prophets, because they're held to a higher standard, we see a very similar situation later on in the surah with his father. The thing is, Yusuf is in prison. He's got nowhere to, for anybody to mention his case. He doesn't know how long he's going to be there. Nobody knows he exists. He's disappeared from the world, basically, right? So any chance he gets to... It's a long shot, by the way. This guy who pours drinks is not a lawyer. He's not a governor. He's not higher up. He's not a VIP. He's a servant, for God's sake. So even if he does mention Yusuf, there's a 99.9% chance nothing is going to come of it. Like, it's not like 
the governor's son is making a request or somebody important, VIP, who has some kind of pull. This guy barely just got out of jail, so he doesn't exactly have pull. He's going to be so grateful to even be released, much less have a job, to be in a position to make requests about, hey, I got a friend in jail, can you help him out too? Right? So he's not in that kind of position. But it's, so it's a, what I'm saying is it's a totally a, a long shot. It's at best, it's a long shot. Right? And in that long shot, Yusuf salam is basically taking whatever action he can. I mean, I, don't, I can't guarantee that this is going to work. There's no way, but it's better than not trying at all. Right? Compare the situation to Yaqub Much later on in the story, Yaqub sends his sons to get food from the administration because the food has run out. There's a, there's a famine. Nobody's got enough food. So they're starving to death. So they need government assistance. Right? So he sends his And the more sons that come, each one of them will get a bag of food for certain several months or the season. Right? And he's worried because obviously if people are running out of food, that means it's a really bad economy, right? And if it's a really bad economy, then crime is up. And if crime is up and you see some people walk in with a lot of food, what's going to happen? They could get robbed. So Yaqub first of all, they're going to a foreign country, Egypt. So they don't look like everybody else, they don't speak everybody else's language. If they get in legal trouble, maybe they won't even get legal help because they're not locals. Right? If somebody robs them, they may not, may not be able to go to the authorities because they're not citizens. And they might not even be able to make their case. Yaqub may be thinking, if these guys walk into the city as 12 or 11, then some robbers or some people that are in a bad situation might think, man, they're going to get a lot of bags of food. On their way back, we should follow these guys. And they're easy to follow because they're not dressed like everybody else because they're not from there, right? So they might become an easy target. So he says to them, don't come in from one door. Come in from multiple doors. Come in from multiple doors. Why? Because if you come in from multiple doors, you're not going to look like you're an easy score when you're leaving. Now listen to the ayah. I'll read this for you. He said, my sons, don't enter from a single door. Enter from multiple doors. While I'm not able to benefit you as far as Allah's plan, going against Allah's plan in any way, shape, or form. The only one who can actually give you independence from safety, independence from famine, is Allah. I can't benefit you in any way, shape, or form against Allah. In الْحُكْمُ illa lillah. The rule in the end, the decision in the end, rests solely with Allah. عَلَيْهِ تَوَكَّلْتُ On Him alone have I placed my trust. عَلَيْهِ فَلْيَتَوَكَّلِ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ And... The, the, those who trust in Allah should only put their trust, those who are going to put trust should only put their trust in Allah. Then Allah says, listen to this. When they entered the way that their father told them, meaning multiple gates. That wasn't going to help them against Allah's plan in any way. If Allah had decreed something for them, it was going to happen anyway. إِلَّا حَاجَةً فِي نَفْسِ يَعْقُوبَ قَضَاهَا Except this was a need that was inside the person of Yusuf that he needed to fulfill. Allah put a need inside human beings that when we have a resource, we need to take advantage of it. If we have a plan in our head, we need to take advantage of it. Now, what I'm saying is what Yaqub said, it's a long shot, maybe if somebody's gonna rob you, they're gonna rob you whether you come in from one door or all twelve, or eleven doors. Maybe they didn't see you together, but when you got together at the courthouse, they see you together, right? So it's a long shot anyway. What I'm saying is, Yusuf is taking a long shot. 
Yaqub is also taking a long shot. But do you notice a difference? When Yaqub took a long shot, what did he say immediately after? But I, this can't necessarily benefit you with Allah's plan at all. The rule belongs only to Allah. Do you see similar language with Yusuf No. So there is, they're both taking precaution in a very kind of, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't work, high probability, it doesn't change anything, but we do what we can. But one adds a statement about reliance on Allah and the father does, right? So it may be, this may be going in the defense of someone who says, Yusuf salam forgot. And what that, what, what, you know, at the end of all of these interpretations, what do we have to learn? The, if we accept this interpretation, there's still the question that is asked is, this is not just a book where we need to arrive at an interpretation and follow an interpretation. The purpose of interpretation is to learn something for our lives. That's the purpose of interpreting the Qur'an. How does it give light to my life and your life? We're not studying a story, we're studying the story of our lives. That's what we're doing. Fihi dhikrukum. Allah says, and it is your mention. It's talking about you. Ayatul lisa'ilin. Yusuf and his brothers, they have things to teach you, things to teach those who will ever have needs, who will ever have questions. So, we're, okay, fine, if we accept this interpretation, what do we learn? Because we're not prophets, obviously. But certainly the lesson we don't learn is, if you forget to mention Allah in some situation, Allah might punish you for several years. Right? Allah might punish you for a long... That's not the lesson we're learning here. We're learning that when you are an ambassador of Allah, when you are maybe the only source of getting la ilaha illallah to a certain environment, then you must be held to a higher standard. And the, the prophets have the highest standard. We may not get several years in prison or something like that, but there, will be, there can be consequences that teach us, maybe. Okay? So that would be the lesson that's learned. Again, at, at the end of all of that, I reiterate that I'm not convinced of this position. <laughs> but I respect it. It's, it exists in our tradition, it's there. And so uh, I hope I did some justice to it. The second interpretation. It's not, the, it's not Yusuf alayhi salam, it's who? The cupbearer who forgot. The devil made him forget to mention Yusuf to his master. The complication with it is, it's not dhikrahu li rabbihi, mentioning him to his master. Right? So the, the lamid is missing and the harf is missing. Right? So both things are missing. The first thing I'll address is the theological point. And here I'm going to read something a little bit to you in Urdu, actually. This is Amin Ahsan Islahi's tafsir of this ayah, and I'm reading some parts of it that are relevant. This is the part when he said, mention me to your master. So when he, obviously we're discussing the part the devil made him forget, right? But when you listen to Islahi explain, mention me to your master, you'll see how he thinks about the devil made him forget already. That's why I'm going to read that part to you, okay? Hazrat نے یہ خواہش کی کہ اگر کوئی مناسب موقع پیدا ہو تو اپنے آقا سے میرا ذکر کرنا the Prophet Yusuf made the request that if you find an appropriate situation, a, a good opportunity, then maybe you should make some mention. Just bring me up to your master. The, the meaning of master here is the king, basically summarizing. The dhikr here, meaning mention me, He's saying, mention me, not just my name. He's saying this could, this could mean this man saw the, the knowledge of Yusuf salam, his ability to interpret his intelligence. So maybe mention me that I may be of service. So he's thinking along those lines about the mention of Yusuf salam. Um, now I'm highlighting a separate excerpt. Hazrat Yusuf ne is khayish ka izhar is tawakku ki bina par kiya hoga ke jahan daad, faryad, aur adlo insaf ke sare darwaze band hain, shayad isi raah se is mazlumana qayd se chhootne ki koi shakal paida ho sake. Yusuf alayhi salam 
probably made this request to this fellow prisoner because he is where there's nobody to hear his cry and there's no opportunity to get justice. Maybe the only way to get out of this oppressive prison is this slim chance, so he took it. کسی جائز مقصد کے لیے جائز تدبیر و وسائل کا اختیار کرنا تو کرنا توکل اور اعتماد و اللہ کے منافی نہیں ہے to listen to this carefully now let me translate carefully in, in order to meet your legitimate goal if you use whatever means at your disposal that does not go against the trust in Allah if you have a legitimate goal and you use whatever means you can at your disposal that is not you're trusting on those means that are at your disposal, and that is not against the, the, the reliance on Allah. Tawakkul ke munafi ye hai ke aadmi halat se dil shikasta ho jaye, ho kar najayas tadbir ke ikhtiyar par utaraye. What goes against tawakkul in Allah, reliance on Allah, is that when you find yourself in a situation, you become heartless, and then you start using means that are not legitimate to get what you want. So he's saying, when someone uses legitimate means, that is actually them showing tawakkul. And when someone becomes so depressed by their situation and says, well, the only way out for me is to do some haram, what else do you want me to do? That's the person who doesn't trust Allah. So he's saying, Yusuf in doing this act is actually demonstrating his trust in Allah. That's what he's already trying to say. Allah Ta'ala ke nizdeek, makbool banda wo nahi hai jo tawakkul ke naam par haath paon toor kar baith rahe. To Allah, as far as Allah is concerned, Allah does not consider a slave of his, someone who relies on him, when he just says, well, it's in Allah's hands, I'm just going to sit on my hands. Instead, Actually, the slave of Allah who relies on him is the one who uses everything Allah has given him to put it to best use. لیکن ہر گام پر خدا کے حدود و قیود کا احترام پورا پورا ملحوظ رکھے But every time he does use Allah's resources He maintains the limits set by Allah And never crosses the line Allah doesn't want him to cross یہی وہ اصلی امتحان ہے جس کے لیے خدا نے خلق کو پیدا کیا This is actually the very test for which Allah created humanity اور جو اس دنیا کی وجود کی غائط ہے Which is the purpose of life in this world That's, He didn't even get to فَأَنسَاهُ shaitan, But you know what he's not going to say He's going to say it's going to be the cupbearer, right? Now, when I was perplexed by this, we're still on B, by the way, not C. B is, we're still describing the cupbearer and his, his view. I asked my, one of my favorite people in the world, Dr. Akram Nadwi. May Allah protect him, preserve him, and continue to bless the ummah and benefit the ummah with his knowledge and continue to grow him in his knowledge and understanding so all of us can benefit from it. I asked him this question. I put it out and I presented the problems to him. Um, and the way I write to Dr. Akram is kind of politically incorrect. So um, I said, well, here's my problem with the interpretation that Yusuf did it. If you go with that interpretation, now again, this is politically incorrect, but I'll say it. If you accept that interpretation, then it first sounds like Yusuf could forget Allah after having reminded them so much of Allah. So it's as if, you know, do as I say, not as I do. So it kind of accuses Yusuf of being the example of talking about Allah, but not remembering Allah himself. Right, so that kind of seems inappropriate for a prophet. The second problem is Allah seems to be very vindictive in his punishment for Yusuf salam that he forgot. Now, even in the in the Quran, when you forget, if somebody forgets, just remember Allah after that. But forgetting to mention Allah in one conversation and then all of a sudden there's you know years of prison as a consequence doesn't seem like a fair 
connection. And that's not the picture of Allah that's painted in the entire Qur'an. The way Allah is depicted to us, the way Allah's attributes are, the way Allah is to His slaves. His slaves, for, Musa salam did a lot more than not mention Allah, he actually killed somebody. Right? So, it, that's, this seems to be a little bit of a harsh punishment. And what should a slave take away from that? What, when we learn that, you know, what should we take away from it? And on the flip side, I said, but if we go with the interpretation that it's a cupbearer, then the language seems to be going against it. So how would you, can help me out here, what is your take on this, right? So usually he'll just call me and we'll discuss it, but this time he was so kind, he actually wrote an entire Arabic article, two pages, and WhatsApped it to me. And he, he figured this is a question that others can benefit too, so he wrote an entire piece on it. So I'm going to read the entire piece, and I'm going to translate it for you. It's in Arabic because he's a boss like that. Okay, well, he's, in, uh, he's in Oxford, by the way. A question was posed to me about the phrase, then the devil made him forget the mention of his master or the mention to his master. Is this talking about Yusuf or is it talking about the cupbearer? That was the question. And so I say, And Allah only gives ability. Allah the Exalted has said, so he quoted the ayah, which we're discussing, ayah number 42. Which means Yusuf said to the one that he knew was going to get out, between the two of his companions that for, from whom he had interpreted the dream, he said to the one that's going to get out, Uthkurni Sayyidik Al Malik. Meaning, go mention me to your master, meaning the king. And go describe him to me, describe me to him, and tell him my story. And inform him of the wrong that has been done to me. So the devil made him forget. So who's the him? Right? There are two opinions in the interpretation of the devil made him forget. There's two, two ways that scholars of tafsir have gone in it. The first one. Abu Ja'far al-Tabari. Al-Tabari, Abu Ja'far al-Tabari holds this view. And this has been, he transmitted it from several scholars that preceded him. That this is Allah telling us about a slip-up. A ghafla um, means to be unaware. An act of unawareness that happened from Yusuf because of the devil. He made him forget to mention his master and had he called on his master for help, then the relief he was seeking would have come much quicker. However, he slipped up in that matter. And because of that, he was prolonged in his stay in sijin, in prison. The sijin that, that kept him there. And this came as a consequence for him. So that's one opinion that I described to you. That was A, remember? That's A. The, uh, the reasons for, you know, uh, Preferring this opinion. Actually, no, I think I'm missing a page. Seiko, can you grab me my 
phone. I think there's a part of this article missing it didn't print. That's okay. Now people know what your arm looks like. Hold on. Because I don't want to miss anything he said. And I can tell there's something missing. So I'm going to read it off of my phone. I hope it doesn't die. I'll be back after these short messages. And he writes to me so much, I gotta find it. Okay. And. Nope. Not that one. Not that one. There we go. Okay, got it. So I, I read opinion A to you. There was something missing. Okay. Walqulu thani ma naqalahu tabari an Muhammad ibn Ishaq. The second opinion is what Tabari records on behalf of Muhammad ibn Ishaq. Anna shaitan ansasaki that the devil made the cupbearer forget. Masa alahu Yusuf min dikrihi inda Rabbihi that what Yusuf alaihissalam had asked him to do. That is to say, mentioning him to his own king. And this is more than one scholar, a mufassir that holds that view. So now he's going to criticize opinion A because he actually subscribes to opinion B. So he's going to criticize opinion A. The first opinion seems, if you accept it, it puts two allegations against Yusuf. The first criticism. That he was mindless or heedless of seeking the help of Allah. That it seems to say that he did not seek the help of Allah, of his master. When he asked the cupbearer, And asking for help from other than Allah is not something appropriate for the Prophet. And they're like among those who accepted their truth, and even those who stand in the place of truly being slaves of Allah, seeking the help of other than Allah is inappropriate. And when this mistake, the slip-up happened from Yusuf he was held to account. And this is a pretty strong criticism. For Yusuf because for Yusuf happens to stand in one of the highest places of sabr, of patience, and standing tall, standing persevering. And he's one of the best of those who's ever placed their trust in their master, calling on him for help. And this story hasn't been elaborated in this surah, in, this, in, the, in Allah's book, except to illustrate his high standing <coughs> when it comes to patience and standing tall, you know, uh, on Allah's command. And to seek help only of Allah and to rely on Allah. Now here's the interesting part. He says, and relying on Allah is a matter of the heart. This is going to be a key argument, so listen to this. And seeking help from people does not negate it. Hey, Shaykhu, can you hand me the phone? I did not rely on Allah to deliver the phone. So, seeking people's help does not negate seeking the help of Allah, relying on Allah Azza wa Jal. 
And even if I didn't say, by the way, the fact that you were able to get out of your chair and your spine was able to move is because Allah Azza wa Jal made it. None of that had to be said for this to be valid. Okay? وَهِيَ جَائِزَةٌ فِي دَفْعِ الْمَظْلَمَةِ بَلْ مَأْمُورٌ بِهَا Actually, not only is it permissible to, get, to alleviate yourself from wrongdoing, to seek help from people, in fact, it's something you're commanded to do. وَقَدْ اسْتَعَانَ نَبِيُّنَا صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وسلم وَهُوَ رَأْسُ الْمُتَوَكِّلِينَ بِغَيْرِهِ مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ وَالْكُفَّارِ And our Prophet وسلم, seeked help of others, even Muslims and sometimes non-Muslims. And he is the, the chief of all those who trust in Allah. وَالطَّعْنُ الثَّانِي And the second criticism. إِنْسَاءُ الشَّيْطَانِ يُوسُفَ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ ذِكْرَ رَبِّهِ وَهَذَا لَا يَجُوزُ عَلَيْهِ The devil causing Yusuf السلام, to forget. His, mentioning his master would not be something possible for him. فَإِنَّهُ كَمَا عَرَفَ مِنْ عُرِفَ مِنْ حَالِهِ دَائِمُ الذِّكْلِ رَبِّهِ Because he, as you can tell from the way he's being described, is constantly remembering his master. وَهَكَذَا الْأَنْبِيَاءِ And this is how the prophets are. كُلُّهُمْ All of them. فَإِنَّهُمْ يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ فِي أَحْيَانِهِمْ كُلِّهَا Then they are the ones, in fact, they are the ones that remember Allah in all of their states. وَقَدْ جَاءَ فِي كِتَابِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى And Allah says in His book, إِنَّ عِبَادِي لَيْسَ لَكَ عَلَيْهِمْ سُلْطَانٍ My servants, you will have no authority over them. إِلَّا مَنِ اتَّبَعَكَ مِنَ الْغَاوِينَ Except for those who follow you of those that are lost or gone away from the path. فَالشَّيْطَانُ لَا سُلْطَانَ لَهُ عَلَىٰ عِبَادِ اللَّهِ الْمُصْطَفَيْنَ الْمُخْلَصِينَ That the, the devil has no authority and no control and no influence over Allah's slaves who have been chosen and the ones that have been given sincerity. وَإِذَا حَصَلَ شَيْءٌ طَفِيفٌ مِنْ وَسْوَسَةِ الشَّيْطَانِ تَنَبَّهُ فَوْرًا وَتَذَكَّرُ And even if some light, not remembrance of Allah, some light thing happens from the devil's whisper, they immediately catch themselves and they remember Allah. Listen to this ayah in Surah Al-A'raf, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْ Those that have taqwa, إِذَا مَسَّهُمْ طَائِفٌ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ When the a group of the devil, a group that comes from the devil even touches them, immediately they mention Allah, فَإِذَا هُمْ مُبْصِرُونَ Then they're constantly keeping watch thereafter. So that's the way of people who have taqwa. وَلَا يَخْفَى عَلَى الْمُتَدَبِّرِينَ فِي كِتَابِ اللَّهِ And it's no secret for those who truly contemplate the book of Allah, أَنَّهُ كُلَّمَا ذَكَرَ فِيهِ شَيْءٍ مِنْ زَلَّاتِ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ أَعْقَبَهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى بِبَيَانِ تَوْبَتِهِمْ that every time Allah mentions the prophets having slipped up in any way, because Allah does mention Yunus alayhi salam, Musa alayhi salam, He does mention, He follows it up immediately by those prophets doing tawbah. That's the, the sunnah of the Qur'an, of Allah in the Qur'an, that Allah, if He mentions a slip up by prophets, immediately those prophets make tawbah. فَلَوْ كَانَ سُؤَالْ يُوسُفْ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ هَذَا زَلَّهِ and if this was a slipper from, slipper from Yusuf then a tawbah from him would have been recorded. He would have, he would have made tawbah. I'm actually thinking even of Dawud when those two came for judgment and they disappeared and he immediately recognized and he, you know, he fell into sajda and he made tawbah. Anyway, nor did the Qur'an record a tawbah from him, nor an act of seeking forgiveness. فَثَبَتَ أَنَّ قَوْلَهُ Established that he said, And what this does is substantiate that when he said, Mention me to your master, And this is an acceptable and actually commendable thing that he did. And what it teaches us is to use our resources to the best of our ability. And there is no blame to be placed on Yusuf السلام, nor any criticism. So this was him criticizing view one. 
Now he's going to talk about the, the supporting view two. View two is what? That it was the cupbearer. The second view is closer, in, in his view, it's, it's closer to the right. And it's more appropriate given the status of Yusuf. And it, it's also, it makes the ayah more coherent. Meaning, mention me to your master. He forgot to mention his master, so he stayed in prison. Kind of a very logical, simple progression, right? So that's what he's saying. Asbab uh, Okay, yeah. Asbab The reasons why I prefer this position. Al awwal, first one. أن فيه نسبة إنساء الشيطان إلى الساقي لا إلى يوسف عليه السلام وهو الواقع الذي لا خفاء فيه. First one, that when you say that the devil made the cupbearer forget and not Yusuf, that's actually the truth too, because the story goes that he forgot. So it's the most obvious interpretation, because the facts of the story substantiate this exact statement. Because no doubt the cupbearer forgot to mention Yusuf to the king, and the malik, malik until the king finally saw his dream, And at that time, Yusuf was mentioned, the, the, the cupbearer remembered Yusuf and mentioned him. والثاني, the second reason I prefer. This is kind of technical. If this was Yusuf forgetting to mention Allah, the words would not have been, Fa ansahu shaitan, they would have been waqad ansahu shaitan. Meaning, mention me to your master as he forgot as he forgot to mention his master. As he forgot to mention Allah. Or the devil as the devil made him forget. As. Because as he's saying it, as at that time he forgot. But it says, then the devil made him forget. The then is later on the devil made him forget. So there's a timeline problem with the fa, and the fa is actually a grammatical complexity when you go with the interpretation that Yusuf forgot. Because Yusuf allegedly forgot to mention Allah as he was talking. Right? As he was talking. The as he was talking can only be said in Arabic if we say waqad. But there's no waqad, it's actually fa. So you can't get that from the fa. And so he goes in a grammatical defense of that position. So, وَقَدْ أَنْسَاهُ الشَّيْطَانِ جُمْلَةً حَالِيَةً وَالثَّالِثِ A third position, a third reason. وَهُوَ الْجَدِيرُ بِمِثْلِهِ مِنَ الْعَالِمِينَ بِسُنَنِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى فِي الْأَسْبَابِ وَالْمُسَبَّبَاتِ وَهُوَ الَّذِي وَقَعَ بِالْفِعِلِ فَإِنَّهُ مَا خَرَجَ مِنَ السِّجْنِ إِلَّا بِأَمْرِ الْمَلِكِ And this is actually very common, common sense, and it's something that Allah Azza wa Jal teaches us, that there are cause and effect in this world. So, Yusuf the guy did not mention him, and therefore he stayed in prison. It's pretty logical cause and effect. And that's actually what happened. He couldn't get out of prison until the, the king issued the order. And the king did not order his extraction from prison until after he heard about him from the cupbearer. So that cannot be a sin. Things that are in the world of cause and effect cannot be a sin. Because they're not a lack of reliance on Allah. Let me put this to you in simpler words so you guys can remember this lesson. This is a powerful and important lesson. If, you know, we ask for help, right? But you can't ask for help of the unseen or from the unseen except from Allah. But in the seen, I need help with my car, 
I need help writing this paper, I need help fixing my computer, you can ha- ask help of creation. Shirk and lack of tawakkul happen when we are asking for help in the unseen from creation. Also, when we're asking for things to change in the unseen from creation. Right? So for example, if we're asking for someone's heart to change, and you go to somebody to make sure their heart changes, no, the, the one who changes the hearts, that's a matter of the unseen, that's with Allah. You understand? So people go to somebody and say, give me a potion that they can drink and then they'll love me more. Right? They'll do these kinds of things. And that, that's actually, you're trying to control the unseen. So he's saying, but in the world of the scene, this is how things are supposed to work. You're supposed to be able to ask for help and you're supposed to do so. And this is why, by the way, Musa salam, my favorite, did not turn down the help when it was given to him. My dad's calling you to pay you, let's go get paid. So he, he didn't say, I trust in Allah, I just told Allah, whatever, you know, إِنِّي لِمَا أَنزَلْتَ لَيَّ مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَقِيرٍ I turned to Allah and said to Allah, whatever you give me, you're the one who can give me, my back is broken. Then the girl said, my dad would like to pay you. He didn't say, excuse me, not you, Allah, not your dad, okay? He didn't do that. He said, oh, that's Allah sending me, this girl, to get paid by her father. He understood that. Anyway, إِشْكَالُ اللُّغْوِي فِي إِرَادَةِ هَذَا الْمَعْنَى Now the linguistic side. وَأَوْرَدَ عَلَى هَذَا الْقَوْلَ الثَّانِي أَلَّذِي لَجَحْنَهُ إِشْكَالُ اللُّغْوِي And the second opinion, meaning the cupbearer, creates a linguistic problem. Linguistic problem meaning what? Literally says, mentioning his master. And we have to interpret that as, mentioning Yusuf to his master. So the Yusuf is missing, and the two is missing. So that's the إِشْكَالُ اللُّغْوِي That's the linguistic problem with going with the, the opinion that I'm preferring, personally. Even though that's not my opinion, my opinion is C, remember? There's a C. We're still on B. <laughs> okay. So, وَأَوْرَدَ عَلَى هَذَا الْقَوْلَ الثَّانِي الَّذِي جَحْنَهُ إِشْكَالُ لُغَوِي وَهُوَ أَنَّهُ لَوْ كَانَ السَّاقِي مَرْجِعُ الضَّمِيرِ لَقَالْ فَأَنْسَاهُ الشَّيْطَانِ ذِكْرَ يُوسُفَ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِ وَيَقْتَدِي هَذَا الْمَعْنَى حَثْفَيْنِ فِي الْكَلَامِ and had it been the cupbearer, Yusuf would have been mentioned, and then Inda would have been mentioned, meaning, then the devil made him forget to mention Yusuf to his master. Yusuf and two are missing. Yusuf and Inda are missing. So, there are two assumptions, the two invisible words are there for you to interpret it. فالجواب أن المصدر عامل ضعيف ومما يخفف عن ضفه وهو إضافته إلى المعمول إلى معموله وَإِذَا كَانَ لَهُ أَكْثَرْ مِنْ مَعْمُولٍ فَاعِلْ وَمَفْعُولٍ وَظَرْفٍ مَثَلًا صَحَّ إِضَافَتُهُ إِلَى وَاحِدٍ مِنْهَا وَحُذِفَ غَيْرُهُ The thing is a mustar, which means remembrance. Remembrance, this is a technical discussion, but grammar geeks will enjoy this part, so I'll summarize this part for you. He's basically saying that when you have a mustar, like remembrance, and then you say, remembering of, or, men, or mention, mentioning, mentioning of Yusuf to his master. When you have complex connections to a, an infinitive, then you can only mention one of them and exclude the others, and this is commonly done in Arabic. So saying dhikra rabbihi to represent dhikra yusufa li rabbihi or inda rabbihi is completely acceptable in Arabic, and there's tons of examples uh, of it. So for example, Rasulullahi ilaykum is not Rasulukum, it's Rasulullah, and then ilaykum. Or makrul layli wal nahar in the Quran. Makrul layli wal nahar means the scheming of night and day. But it's actually you people scheming in the night and you people scheming in the day. But the Quran just says the scheming of night and day. The scheming of night and day. The of represented all of it. And so you weren't mentioned and the in, the in the night, in the day, the in wasn't mentioned. So this is actually a precedent 
uh, and there are many other Arabic examples for why this would be uh, the preferred view. Okay. Now, he then, so, so after this grammatical explanation, let's come back to where we are, Yusuf salam or the cupbearer. He's arguing that, the cup, that this would be an, uh, you know, lessening the status of Yusuf salam and the cupbearer forgetting is logical also. By the way, it's something that even fortifies later on. Uh, Allah says, وَدَّكَرَ بَعْدَ أُمَّةٍ After some time he actually remembered. The words are, after some time he actually remembered. Which means what? That before that time he had forgotten, which is exactly what's said. So it, even that further substantiates it. But what does opinion see? <laughs> That's what I want to come to you with. The thing is, we have to be loyal to the language of the Qur'an. And we have to be loyal to what we understand about the nobility and the dignity of prophets. We have to be loyal to both of them. The, the position that Sheikh Suhaib and I are most convinced of is, in fact, two meanings exist. One meaning is, well, listen to this carefully now, for us, the meaning, meaning one is, the cupbearer forgot to remember his master. I, we haven't said this before. I'm saying this for the first time now. The cupbearer forgot to remember his master. And the second meaning is, the cupbearer forgot to mention Yusuf to his master. Both times, who did I attribute this to? The cupbearer. So far what we read in tafsir is, one school says Yusuf, one school says cupbearer. The school that says Yusuf says, uh, the devil made Yusuf forget to mention his Master, I am saying no. The devil made the cupbearer forget to mention his master, meaning mention Allah. The conversation with the cupbearer was in two parts: a long part about introducing him to Allah, yes, and then a very short part mention me to your master, meaning your king, yes. That happened. Now, which of those two, from the way that even the speech happened from Yusuf Aizam, which one of those two is more important to Yusuf? Which one was mentioned first? Which one was harped on? Which one was repeated over and over again? Which one was emphasized? Which one was the grand subject that he concerned himself with when he talked to this guy? Allah, his Rabb. And when he came to his own need, did he put that first or did he put that at the end? He put that at the end. Did he talk about it exhaustively or did he just barely mention it? He barely mentioned it. Now listen to what he said about Allah. Go back. How did he, how did he describe Allah? He says, إِنِّي تَرَكْتُ مِلَّةَ قَوْمٍ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَهُمْ بِالْآخِرَتِهُمْ كَافِرُونَ وَاتَّبَعْتُ مِلَّةَ أَبَا إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَإِسْحَاقَ وَيَعْقُوبَ مَا كَانَ لَنَا أَنْ نُشْرِكَ بِاللَّهِ مِنْ شَيْءٍ ذَلِكَ مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ عَلَيْنَا وَعَلَى النَّاسِ وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَ النَّاسِ لَا يَشْكُرُونَ يَا صَاحِبَيِ السِّجْنِ أَأَرْبَابٌ مُتَفَرِّقُونَ خَيْرٌ مِنْ اللَّهُ الْوَاحِدُ الْقَهَّارُ مَا تَعْبُدُونَ مَا تَعْبُدُونَ مِنْ دُونِهِ إِلَّا أَسْمَاءً سَمَّيْتُمُوهَا أَنْتُمْ وَآبَاؤُكُمْ مَا أَنْزَلَ اللَّهُ بِهَا مِنْ سُلْطَانٍ إِنَّ الْحُكْمَ إِلَّا لِلَّهِ أَمَرَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّاهُ ذَلِكَ الدِّينُ الْقَيِّمُ وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَ النَّاسِ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ This was all Allah 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 And when he interpreted their dream one of you will die one of you will live at the end of that interpretation the matter about which you were asking about has been decreed. Decreed by who? Beginning to end, he mentioned Allah. Beginning to end. Yusuf knew his responsibility, he is being taken care of by Allah. 
But if he can mention, he can mention, but he's being taken care of by Allah anyway. But what he's concerned about is not himself, he's concerned about these two men, and they can find Allah. And Allah is teaching us that even a prophet doing da'wah sometimes, and someone listening to da'wah sometimes, doesn't mean that that person will remember. So when that person left, the most important thing that person left with was not knowing Yusuf exists. The most important person that, that, that cupbearer left with was knowing Allah is there. And the devil made him forget this remarkable da'wah. That, by the way, this da'wah, remember I told you how comprehensive it is? This da'wah we're learning from today. And this da'wah had no effect on this guy. The devil was able to make him forget his rab. His rab. Right? <laughs> And he forgot about Allah. He got distracted and happy or busy with life and he forgot about Allah. He forgot about his love. The devil made him forget the remembrance of his master. You know what this is teaching? Now this is a powerful lesson because that would mean that you can sit in the most amazing lectures and then forget. The devil can still make you forget. You could be sitting in front of a prophet like this guy hearing one of the most, the most beautiful reminder of Allah ever given, so powerful that it was recorded in Allah's final message for us to learn from it, and you could still forget. You could get one-on-one -on -one attention, one-on-two in this case, from a prophet. You're not a thousand in a huge jum'ah where this great khatib comes and there's a hundred thousand people sitting there. No, 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 no. You got one-on-two exclusive attention. And he's treating you like a VIP. Before food comes, I will get to you. I'll answer your questions specifically. Man, if you that get that kind of personalized attention, you'd forget. Yeah, the devil can still make you forget. The devil made him forget. And if he can forget, and by the way, if this conversation had an impact on him, the, the conversation about Allah, if the, think about this, if the conversation about Allah had an impact on him, there was no way he would ever forget Yusuf. There's no way that someone who introduced you to Allah and it touched your heart will ever leave your mind. Ever. There will be people like that, when you think of them, you just make dua for them. Like that person introduced me to Islam. That's the first lecture I ever heard. That's the first time I cried when I heard about Allah. I remember this person described judgment day and it brought me to tears. I remember this person talked about how we should love the Prophet and I cried. And every time you think of them, you make dua for them, you care for them. Yes or no? The fact that he didn't remember Yusuf is only possible if he wasn't impacted by the reminder of Allah. The literal language is the devil made him forget to remember his own master. And when he can't remember his own master, the maker, how is he going to remember the creation? If you couldn't remember Allah with that incredible reminder, then what, what chance does Yusuf stand? You see, previously in the surah, when Yusuf salam was standing in front of the minister's wife, he said, إِنَّهُ Rabbi أَحْسَنَ مَثْوَايَا My master has been good to me in providing me housing. Remember that? He meant Allah, but she thought it was the, the husband. Yeah? So it was duality. The, Rabb, the word Rabb had duality. And it was duality in two ways. One was remembrance for himself, and the other was a reminder. Notice in this ayah, there's a duality. He, the cupbearer, forgot to remember Allah for himself, and therefore forgot to give the reminder that the cupbearer forgot to remind the king of Yusuf alayhi salam. Both the language, the language problem is solved now. 
because the language problem is how can the cupbearer forget to what is it how is it relevant that the cupbearer forgot to mention his master meaning Allah how does that hold in the story it actually holds in the story it's crucial in the story and it's a very powerful lesson in the story he forgot to mention his master and then the rest of the context makes sense and the grammar doesn't have to be compromised and the duality of the interpretation holds and none of it has to be attributed to Yusuf and because he forgot his master, and therefore he forgot to mention to Yusuf thus he remained in the prison for a number of years. Think about this also. Uh, Dr. Akam, I didn't read this part. He also mentioned, you think Yusuf didn't remember Allah all those years that he stayed in prison? So if he forgot to mention him once, he didn't remember Allah that same day, that same night, the next morning, the next day, Every hour, he didn't remember Allah. And what does Allah say to him? No, 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 you forgot me that one time. You stay in prison. No, I already decided about the prison thing. No, now you don't get to... No, no take-backs. No take-backs. Uh, Allah Azza wa Jal tells us a universal lesson. And if it applies to his slaves, it applies to Yusuf nasita. Mention your master when you forget. That's it. Just mention your master when you forget. Simple. <laughs> but here, we don't even, I don't even go in that direction. We go, both of those interpretations can apply to the Kabir, and thus we learn a very profound lesson. And that profound lesson is remembering Allah. When that slips, then other important things in your life will slip. And it also teaches us when you forget to be good to Allah, it becomes very easy for you not to be good to people. If he had remembered Allah, he would have been good to Yusuf. And it didn't take much to be good to Yusuf. All he had to say is his name. That's all he had to say. But when you disregard the remembrance of Allah, the one who has done the most for you, then disregarding people becomes easy. And maybe if someone is insensitive and you know, inconsiderate and disregarding of people around them and forget easily what they should be doing for someone, and overlook their responsibilities, or they can help but neglect to help, maybe the problem is spiritual. Maybe the devil is making them forget Allah. And that's why they're that way. It's not that they forget about people, but maybe the root problem is they forgot about their Rabb. Maybe that's what we're learning here in Ansahu Shaytan Rabbi. May Allah give us a correct understanding of his book, and may Allah commit us to living the lessons that we learn from his profound book. Barakallahu li walakum fil Qur'an al-Hakim wa nafa'ani wa iyaakum bil ayati wa dhikr al-Hakim wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.